Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Booze. I am Mikey. <laughs> and I'm Nikki. I was determined whether I was, I was thinking. I, I know I sound drunk, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess because I was thinking about doing it drunk. And I was like, because <laughs> I'm staying around. Mm-hmm. But I already okay. did, did that earlier. You were drunk earlier? No, I was pretending to be drunk earlier when I oh, was that's testing yeah, it. Oh, you were. When you're making drinks. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I'm always just pretending. Uh, hi, everybody. This is a hi. podcast where we talk about all sorts of different things in the worlds we live in, like Lindy Hop and swing dancing and burlesque and whatever we're kind of into uh, that week or that month. And every once in a while, we'll have a guest, and we do have a special, special, special guest, which we, we might get to. It's not a secret secret, but... It has to do with what we're doing this week. And we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But uh, let's play, play a little catch-up. So right now, we're filming, recording a day before New Year's Eve. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. But what has happened in this last month, whirlwind of December? <sighs> Christmas. Before Christmas was Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> There's always time for Vegas. <laughs> We escaped to Vegas we for did. a minute, which we, we, d- we didn't talk about talking about, but that happened. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that's something significant because last time we were like, I'm looking forward to Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, if you've listened to us or watched our social medias at any time, you know that we enjoy the romp or two or three or four to Vegas from time to time. Yes, we get to <laughs> Vegas quite often. I think last year... There was like six months in a row, <laughs> seven we months in a eight, row. Eight times last year. <laughs> eight times. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have family there. I'm from there. I feel like it's home. You kind of grew up there. You spent I a mean, lot of time I there. Spent a lot of time there. So it feels like a second home. Probably buy a house there someday. I feel I like know. every time we talk about it, that's what you say. You're like, I have family there, and like it's. I'm like, you could say it for real. Like we play hard, and yes. we work hard, and we we go out there and we fucking love it we yeah. have such a good time we eat too much this guy yeah and uh this time we actually we since you're talking about it let's talk about it i won six hundred dollars <laughs> on on video roulette i was so mad <laughs> because i started out by winning a hundred bucks on the ponies oh. and they're like little mechanical yeah, ponies it actually goes around in a track and you can see it every time and there's a there's a race every two minutes it's my favorite game it's so fun for the stupidest reasons, just because these cute little mechanical ponies. <laughs> and you can bet know. one dollar. Yeah, and you the can bet one dollar time per per race. But I always go for like the crazy odds. Yeah. And so this one time I hit and I won a hundred bucks yep. and I was like, yeah, I won a hundred bucks. And then I lost the, next the night. rest yeah. of the trip <laughs> and I was just so depressed by the end of it. And the last night he won six hundred dollars and I was just like mad. <laughs> she was so mad. It was so funny. <laughs> and I just kept my like, hey, this like, isn't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny because we were both like we were like not we we're doing. Okay. I was doing OK. And you were not. And you were like, OK, last bet, last bet. And I was like, yeah, last bet. So I bet on my number, my lucky number, number five. And right before the time limit was about to go out to put any more new bets, it was like two seconds down. And I was like, I'll double down. And so I put double and I was paying uh, $5, t- $5 chips mm-hmm. and, I was, and I, it hit and I got some ones around it, too, which in all that means I won $600. Yeah. Like, and when we gamble, it's like it's like, like a joke. The 20 or $40 <laughs> here, like they're trying to take it away from us. We're like, don't. <laughs> OK, here we go. Yeah, we're not like crazy gamblers in any way. And he yeah, he was playing roulette on a machine. I love it. It's so much fun. 
but it's really fun. Yeah. But yeah, we, we usually go downtown where it's like, you know, the minimum is five dollars yeah. at a table. And uh, it's really fun that way because then when you lose, it's not so bad. But when you win, it's really fun. Yeah. And I usually only play with tip money that I've had stashed in a drawer. <laughs> she really <So> does. <laughs> I don't feel so bad because it's like play money. But um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a really good time. And speaking of Vegas, uh, we drink, obviously, in the name of the podcast. <laughs> we drink? We drink a lot. And today we're we drinking. Don't. We, we don't drink a lot, but we do enjoy a drink. Cheers. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a witty response to that other than like we drink a lot. Mm. In this week uh, month time, we are drinking uh, the smoking santi, which um, when we were trying to decide what what to drink, we we're like I don't know, I don't know. And I looked up easy Christmas cocktails, and this was the second one on the list. The first one was like cranberry vodka. No. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> <laughs> pour this, pour that, and if you're not on the floor, make another one. But this one was really cool because it had some things that I like really like, like uh, this one. This uh, I think is monkey shoulder uh, uh, scotch, mm-hmm. not too smoky, a little more on the sweet side, which is really nice. And this uh, Casamigos uh, mezcal, which we are huge fran- fans of mezcal. Uh, anything smoky and on uh, spicier side is definitely uh, a good spot to hit. Plus the Sinar, which is uh, artichoke basty. And apparently from our good friend, uh, uh, Bredifer Dahlenberger, mm-hmm. he, he says this is the fancy <laughs> one because it's got a 40 on it. And then this little one, which is called, can you read that? Angostura? Angostura. Aromic bitters. Aromic bitters. Ask me what it means. What does it I mean? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> but all I know is people look fancy doing it and they like smash it on top <laughs> of the drink. And I'm like, I was like, watch this. Uh, that felt great. This is the first like real legit cocktail yeah. I've ever made. Needl- needless to say, we don't make co- no. cocktails. <laughs> we love cocktails. We like order them in a bar, but we don't ever make them. We've got this beautiful bar here yeah. with lots of <laughs> lots spirits. of cool lots of cool bottles. Lots last of cool bottles usually are gifts from people. Yeah, last Christmas we got eight bottles last year. <laughs> yeah, but we don't typically make them at home because l- we both drink straight whiskey typically. I love that she's trying to put disclaimers over the name of this podcast we read rhythm and booze and we're like we don't drink a lot we don't drink a lot but you're we, right. don't. we don't we I don't anymore had a drink we don't anymore <laughs> in like two days i had a glass true. of wine true i feel like and i think hopefully you might agree with me i feel like everybody gained a little bit of a superpower during during the, the heated oh, times yeah. of pandemic <laughs> i think one of our of our pandemic powers was uh being able to polish off some bottles of <laughs> something <laughs> Yes. So there was the there was the um, bottle of wine Instagram live. Phase, oh yeah, that was which preceded this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I turned to Nikki and I was like, "Hey, you're really good at this. This is really fun. <laughs> Maybe we should do this for real." You forgot to mention our garnish. Oh, our garnish <laughs> came from uh, our tree, the Nordsman. The ominous Christmas tree outside the window right take, now. Yeah, take <laughs> a look at Instagram. We'll put it on Instagram. And we'll also put the recipe for what this drink is on um, the notes below and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keeping on going. Christmas. Uh, no, before no. that. No, I'm going to go on the list that we have okay. here. The first thing <laughs> on it, because I'm super proud of her, is that all of a sudden, about a week ago, less than a week ago, uh, one of your videos on Instagram like fucking popped off like crazy <laughs> and was like, and then it was like 100,000. It was like 500,000. Then all of a sudden a million views and I was like, holy yeah. shit, that was your first million views. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I have a love-hate relationship with 
social media. Who doesn't? No, I know. Yeah. I don't understand it at <laughs> all. <laughs> it's not like I did this on purpose. The video that that kind of went crazy is not great quality. Right. It's like a fun video because of what it is. It's me and four atomic cherry bombs and sexy and cute and um but yeah, it's not something that I like wanted to necessarily take it's off like so it's so funny cuz it's like it, it, I uh, I don't even think well you take off the corset and that's that's about it but then you turn around and then you're just wearing the tiniest 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 thong <laughs> with like bedazzled with amazing beautiful rhinestones and i'm like that's what got everybody that's like within the first five seconds and i was like that's what got everybody obviously we want to see what's going to happen and you did it right you didn't show them too much you <laughs> teased it baby you teased it's my it. job <laughs> um no it's it's just it's really funny because i feel like i've had instagram for i don't know maybe 10 years like a two Three, four, five decades. Yeah, yeah. and it, it <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. It feels like forever, but yeah. it, it's such a weird platform to try and grow on. Oh, totally. But it's such a necessary evil, and that's something we we talk about all the time. Is mm -hmm. that you know, not only being a small business owner, but being a show producer and being an individual <coughs> artist myself, I have to have social media and I have to post a lot. I get a lot of bookings just by posting on Instagram. And unfortunately, that's the only way to like put ourselves out there, exactly. you know. Like, there's TikTok and other things like that, and TikTok is way easier to grow. I think on TikTok, there's like, well, I have like forty-two thousand followers, which well, is crazy. The the idea of everything, from what I've read, I am by no means no uh, like professional on that, but from what I've read is that Instagram keeps changing things in the in the background, which changes things in the il algorithm, which makes it so that people who don't often use it try to go to it more when they're shown mm. things they want to be seen. It, TikTok does it in the same certain way, uh, but their al algorithm is a little more honed in to a person at a time, and uh, they have some changes and everything. So it's it's really cool that you got that million because then it, you grew uh, 5,000 new followers in that kind of last three, four, five days now. Yeah. And, and you asked me, you're like, I don't even know what to do with this. And I was like, Obviously, like you're going to promote Muse, which is awesome show that yeah. everyone should come to see. And then that way that people will grow to that one. The same thing with the ballroom and the same thing with our dance store. I think it's it's an important business tool to use uh, when you know where to focus it towards. You know, so that growth right there is going to be really, really great for hopefully pushing into the other parts. And I'm sure there's people out there be like, that's not how it works. <laughs> you have to yeah. you have to grow your audience and then uh, capitalize on them and then market them. Maybe, but <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm already seeing a, a larger following on Muse because yeah. the clip that was posted was from Muse. So, I mean, that's really what it's all about to me to, to grow that show, to grow the ballroom, mm -hmm. to grow the store. Like, yeah, for me personally, that's awesome. And it leads to more bookings and, yeah. you know, whatnot. But um, it's more to help like grow everything else. It is, it is really cool because that number does play a factor into like how important it feels like that's not the right word i'm looking to use but like maybe like oh this person has this much this many people following them like maybe i should pay attention a little more mm. what's what's their thing um but i think in this case right here with muse um it made it so that like maybe that show will grow in general and we'll have more people showing up the show because they're like i saw you on instagram or TikTok. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um speaking of muse we just had muse yeah the christmas edition mm -hmm. and you did that act in the show yeah <laughs> And not to rush to the ending, but th th how did you feel about the ending of, of that act? Which part? The, the, the ending. 
the, the very, very, yeah. very ending. Yeah, you know, eh. when things went so, not so accordingly to plan. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> it was fine. You know, that's a lot of burlesque is uh, being able to improvise in the moment because things go wrong. <laughs> things are but not it, planned but and it they happen. So, it was so great. The look, look in your face when you, when you like, I'm going to just say it, I'm gonna, when you didn't notice the the cap was still on the champagne bottle that was about to be poured on you. You're like, motherfucker. And you like <laughs> pulled that shit off and threw it out in the audience. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is, so I, at, at the end of this act, I feel bad saying this because everybody hates it, but I did a glitter pour, <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's, it's kind of annoying. Because and fucking badass. Yeah, it is. I mean, it has a, it has a big impact. For the audience, when when you do a glitter pour, it's annoying annoying for everybody else in the show, and they all hate me for it, and That's they're all covered so in less. glitter afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, there's a reason why I had to go last, not because I think I'm like the greatest, but because I'm gonna make yeah, a mess. A mess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I have to, because literally nobody can go after yeah, that act. It's yeah, too it was, dangerous. It was it was just it was a lot, and it was really funny because you debuted that act last year at Christmas time, and it's um, you like took it easy. Mm-hmm. On it. You were like very yeah. cautious, and I understand that. And this year, I was like, I was like, no, you have to go more. You have to go more. You have to go more. And then you did it, and it came out like a fucking well. Here's why: like winter storm of <laughs> glitter, just like <laughs> all did. over you, and then all over the back. And I, as you walked off stage, I was like, oh my gosh, you're completely half oh, gold. Oh, and I and got it all on my face too. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Like I did one last little flick, and it went all down my face. It was and awesome. because of all the makeup and stuff it just stuck to my face it was awesome it was so cool so what happened was i was handed the bottle and this is not anybody's fault i should have said take the cap off they didn't know (laughs) Uh, but there was like a cork in the top of the champagne bottle so i was already shaking the shit out of it like ready to make this mess and i realized nothing was happening yep and so i was like angry at it yeah. like <laughs> ripped the cap off and threw it you can and see the, the split second of like <clears throat> on your face and i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and then when i went to pour it because i had shook it so hard all of the glitter was like in the the neck of the mm-hmm. champagne bottle and so it just Oop. came out like a waterfall it was awesome it was crazy it's it's one of those things where like even if, if that was champagne or like just water or um like it was like it was this time like i think most people are like i wish i could be that like not in a <laughs> weird way but also like imagine if people were just like i just want to like do that over just my head the fun of just it for yeah. the fun of it you know like that's really really cool and i, yeah. I think that was a really cool fantasy that you played out in front of everybody it was like that shit is awesome and yeah. that's why i was like urging you i was like go for it go for it just go for it it's and pretty fun yeah. yeah i i think for myself i hate to be a bother to anybody anytime <laughs> ever <laughs> and so I couldn't help but like when I came out for curtain call, like I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> to everybody. It was so. I'm sorry so good. if you went home with glitter. I'm so sorry. worth it. So worth it. Um, but then. But then. But then, after after all of that muse, we had like a week left of of Christmas shopping. Yeah. And then we celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Which is which is really awesome. We got a lot done in that week. Jesus. Yeah, that was we a had ton. to. And we worked the dance store a ton because we were just. Oh my god! Yeah. Short, short staffed. We've been so short staffed, and we we doesn't we don't have a choice but to you know work ourselves which, which to cover fine. it, which is fine. Yeah, it saves us money, really, so it's great. But uh, I f- was finding myself in a weird place this Christmas. Just you know, it's the first Christmas being divorced and in this new relationship. We said that for the first time right with now. With who? With you. With me. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
And, um, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, it's hard not to, it's so hard to explain. I'm sure anybody out there who's gone through a divorce and it's traumatic in its own right, but then celebrating the holidays and trying to make magic for kids at the same time, mm-hmm. I found myself dreading Christmas in general and I just like wanted it to be over and I had no joy in shopping and you know I get excited about doing stuff for the kids here and there but in general I was like mad at it (laughs) I think (laughs) the perfect way to uh sum that all up like wrapping presents Mm -hmm. angrily (laughs) I'm like wrapping two gifts at a time while she's wrapping 10 and I was like okay yeah I'm like a master yeah (laughs) seriously it was crazy um, do you think, uh, a lot of it is like compounded feelings of the season plus on top of that, like issues from the past? Yeah, I think so. But it's also, you know, I feel, and I'm sure a lot of parents feel this as a, as a mom, even though I might be feeling shitty about the season or about my situation in life or whatever it is. I still have to make it awesome for the kids and yeah. I still want them to have the best Christmas ever. Every year I want it yeah. to be the best Christmas ever. You always say you got to make magic happen. Yeah, and I, you know, I I put that pressure on myself, but that's what I was raised with. My mom and dad were amazing and mm-hmm. we had the most awesome Christmases year after year after year. And you know, being you know, in this new situation with the kids, I just wanted desperately for them to have that same yeah. magic e- even though, you know, your dad might not be around in the, s- in the same way. He's still right. around, but not in the same way that uh, they're used to. And, you know, having you join us for Christmas in this new way. Yeah. And that was its own new kind of magic. And the kids were so happy. Well, I think it's, it's, re- it's really when we were kind of talking about what to talk about in the show, we were discussing whether we should talk about this in general. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's important because a lot of things happen around the two weeks leading up to Christmas that are just like amazing and painful at the same time, yeah. you know, uh, without going into like with the rest of the world and just kind of focusing on, on us. Like I've seen it go around you and through you. The idea that the magic needs to happen, the idea of the divorce or any sort of bitterness, but also on top of that, making sure you're there for the kids and making sure their happiness is first. Like I've seen it all happen and I can only imagine what other people around the world having to deal with their own issues and their own versions of this have to go through at the same time. Mm. I'm new to this, so I'm still kind of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed uh, into it, and so I think we level each other off a lot. But mm. um, it's Mikey really comes in and wins Christmas. Did I win Christmas? I, I think so. Christmas. The, I the Christmas. Black Panther. He got my son the like the bust Lego of Black Panther. So cool. It's that so was cool. like the winning gift I it's think this year. It's huge. It's like two feet by two feet box, and it's like craziness. I think it was kind of for him too. Oh yeah, totally. I'm totally <laughs> helping him build that, obviously. But I think it's it's really good to to recognize everybody. This time of the year isn't the the best for some people, and it's uh, okay to admit that. And it's really really helpful for yourself to admit that to the closest person you can, because sometimes things go off the rails, and we do things that maybe are too impactful to the people around us. And I think it's important uh, for us to say that Christmas is awesome. Christmas is great. It's about gift giving. It's about being with the people you love. But also it's about understanding that the things like in life can come up in that moment. And we really need to like address it, not necessarily deal with it and like comment, but like address it. So every time you were feeling that stuff and I was like, okay, let's talk it up. Like Mm -hmm. I want to hear everything, even if it's the same couple of things or five things or 10 things, however many things it was. It's like 
got to get it out of yourself. I was I could tell you, like, you can't keep that inside you. You mm -hmm. got to get it out, look at it, and then you can kind of decide what to do with it afterwards. Yeah. I think I had this sentiment going into Thanksgiving this year, too, and I felt it oh come yeah. around again <coughs> at Christmas time, is that I, I'm a divorce mom. I'm 40 years old. I've got these two kids that are 10 and 14. They're, like, are used to doing Christmas morning and then packing up and then going to family's house or Thanksgiving, going to a couple different family's houses and running around and doing this whole thing. And I was like, wait a second. When do I get to be the adult? When do I get to set the tradition yeah. with my family the way that I want it to be? And I think I, I felt that pressure to, like, do what the family wanted and do what I wanted and then also, like, fit into this new family and... It's just, it's a really interesting and difficult place to be. And I ended up telling my parents this year, like, hey, I, you know, I'm working a lot. I'm exhausted. I really just want to be home on Christmas. Mm. And it was really nice. We <laughs> stayed home. <laughs> my dad came down and visited for a minute. Uh, we watched movies all day. We ordered Chinese food. Man, we didn't get up from the couch for like a couple, like good three or four <laughs> movies. <laughs> it was awesome. And I, you know, I can't remember maybe except pandemic. Yeah. I can't remember the last time, you know, before that, that I have done that. It's been such a runaround craziness. Yeah. And especially with Lindy Focus, which is mm -hmm. happening right now uh, and working that event for so many years. And not experiencing what it's like to just be home on Christmas. Exactly, because like, like our two situations, Lindy Focus in the past was either leaving on Christmas Day or leaving the day after Christmas. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like packing them and going to family's houses and then leaving the kids on, with, with family and then going and packing your own stuff and then leaving the next day. Like that's a lot of stress. Like, um, like amazing work for everybody that made it to Lindy Focus safely and on time, <laughs> or not on time, just just getting there in general is a hell of a trip. Uh, but hopefully, you guys are having a blast. Like I know, I definitely have some some uh, some like guilt of like not being there. Like I'm watching all the contests or like the little videos that come here and there. I'm like, damn, it looks great. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, I'm I'm good with where, where I am right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. It's yeah. a little bit of. Oh, man, FOMO, like I miss that. I know what that feeling is to be there and participate in that. Yeah. And I did it for so many years. But then I remember the last couple years of Lindy Focus I s that I was there, I started to feel like, well, what's it like to be home? You know, mm -hmm. I've got this beautiful, amazing ballroom and I've never really put on a big New Year's Eve event. Yeah. And I've never been able to perform at other people's shows on New Year's or produce my own show on New Year's. And so there's a lot of FOMO the other way. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good it's good to I think feel both ways about it and not feel one is dominant over the other. Maybe in in, in a in when you're thinking about it, one wins over, but then you switch over and then the other one wins mm. over. So like in this case, it's like oh, being a Lindy Focus, damn, oh look at that contest. But then oh, being home and being able to be with the family and also putting on our own New Year's event and putting on like two New Year's events this year. Last year we put on a really great one. Yeah. COVID kind of like bit bit us in the ass a little bit. Yeah, we had the, the last minute full orchestra. Uh, New Year's, which is amazing, a uh, full Jonathan Stout orchestra, which is amazing. But then right when we like let go of the uh, masks mandate, then there was another one put in place. So then we put it back in there. But we got a bar there, which is awesome. 
Yeah, that was the first yeah. time we had a bar. Yeah, that was really, that really, was really cool. Fun. But this year is going to be super low-key. There's going to be a no band this time, but there's going to be a lots of people hanging out. A good time for everybody, and it's super inexpensive. It's inexpensive, and it's family-friendly, and it's like the most PG New Year's yeah. <laughs> of all time. It's going to be great. <laughs> Come dressed in your finest uh, suit, uh, dress, or uh, pajamas. Or anything in between. Yeah. And and come <laughs> have a good time. Uh, by the time this goes out, it'll probably be New Year's Eve, so you've probably made your plans. But in case if you don't, yeah, head on over to Atomic. I got this really awesome opportunity uh, at another venue in Orange County to produce a New Year's show that we're doing tomorrow. Ah, it's tomorrow. <laughs> it's scary. It's always scary to do something new at mm-hmm. a new venue, and it's the first time. But it's this five-course dinner and wine pairing with Flash performances throughout two hours from seven to nine. We're done at nine p.m. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna be, awesome. be home in sweats by ten p.m. and I'm so excited about it. The the people at the the country club in Costa Mesa are really smart and they're they put on a um, a club every weekend with a DJ and uh, bottle service and everything. And so they're doing that same thing just a little bit bigger for New Year's. But that happens after nine. Before nine is like the pre-party dinner, mm. which is super amazing. I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. Like mm. have a little party for the people who don't want to like charge hard into the new year and just like have something really sincere and cool. And then they were like, let's have a dinner show with it. Yeah. So we're doing, it's people that I've booked for Muse in the past. So we're calling it a Muse burlesque show. But it's a little different. There's no MC. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a, a flash show. So every 15 minutes, there's a different performer throughout this dinner, which should be interesting because this isn't like our typical burlesque audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're gonna we'll be see how it goes. There's going to be a lot of newbies in there for sure. And, and I think it's going to be nice for them to like have a dinner in the show as opposed to maybe going to a show where you just maybe have a drink or you don't know what to do and you're like... Twiddling your fingers. Yeah. I feel like they're going to be like, oh, oh, there there goes a bra. Okay, I'm going to eat into this very nice Atlantic <laughs> salmon. Yeah. So I, th- I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. It'll it's be ambience. different. And it's also a foot in the door to this new venue, which, mm-hmm. you know, we've we've gone and enjoyed dancing there yeah, a because few they times ha- this year. They have live music on Thursday nights, and they have an amazing cocktail bar and amazing dinner menu. So we've been there a couple times to go dancing and, and enjoy all that. Yeah. So it's Date tomorrow. Night. It's New Year's Eve. So I'm I'm a little bit nervous, but You're I also do great. I You're also feel like awesome. it's just gonna be really fun. And You're gonna do great. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's and gonna we'll be do great. more there. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, this means that we'll be able to kind of push that forward. Yeah, maybe I a brunch. Ooh, you a said it. Show. Ooh, you said maybe it. Valentine's show. Everyone loves a brunch show, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> and speaking about that, like in the future, uh-huh. we, w- we love New Year's in a way where it's it's also a time to like not, that didn't make any sense. So it's fine. <laughs> Here's what I meant to say is I feel like when New Year's comes around, uh-huh. everyone tends to look back and like the year that was and like, let's yeah. remember that and let's, let's reminisce, which is super cool. But uh, I think with today's show, we want to go the other way. We want to uh, say, awesome. See you later, 2022. 2023 already is exciting for us, and we'd love to talk about that and share that with you guys. And a couple of the events and cool things and producing things that we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and the first one, uh, this is just the first six months, by the way. So this is the first six months of I the know. year. And this is, this is like minimal. Yeah, this exactly. Like what has been added so far. Yeah. Which, who knows what else will be added. added. We did t- take away a couple of things in there where we're like, oh, let's not talk about that one yet. Um, but the first one is the California Baboa Classic, which happening back in Pasadena, uh, Los Angeles, 
this year starting on, yeah, that date in January. January 14th. Third weekend? Oh, we're the worst. Third weekend. Third weekend. Third weekend. It is. You know why? You know why? Why? Because the the seventh is the first one, which is the teen workshop. Mm -hmm. And the 14th is the ballroom Mm -hmm. one. And it's on that one. Yeah. It's on the 14th. There we go. (laughs) It's the 13th weekend. 13, 14, 15. Okay. <laughs> Let's just no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's gonna be in January. <laughs> Cal anyway. Classic. We're very excited, obviously. <laughs> Which we we talked about with Andrea, who was mm-hmm. on. If you listen to our last episode mm-hmm. of the podcast, uh, Andrea and Gordon was on with us, and the three of us are emceeing together. Which should be really fun and We're interesting, and might be a shit show, but might be the best thing the Baboa scene has ever seen. I think that I, yeah. or they will never hire yeah. us again. <laughs> they were never heard from again. No, I think it's really great. I think um, when the organizers, uh, uh, Jason and Laura and Jen, came to us uh, originally, they wanted me and you because they wanted more California representation. And we've been dancing here pretty exclusively all of our dance life and all of our dance careers. Mm-hmm. And, and then they couldn't do last year because of COVID heated up again. But this year, the, the, having the in-person thing, and uh, they asked us plus Andrea, which I think is great because all three of us, again, are exclusively in Southern California. We like live and breathe this stuff. And on top of that, like who we are as people, like uh, Andrea is an amazing leader up and coming. Uh, I am is also like in this way kind of been, been pushing the thing. And then you have one of the biggest ballrooms in all of Southern California, and not all the country. Uh, the world, the world, possibly that, that <laughs> really, really is amazing. So that's the things we have here, and I can't wait to be like on the microphone and just like see what things happen because I feel like I'm so much more like in it in the idea of like trying to entertain but not be over the top, yeah, ridiculous, but also be like funny and poignant and in the moment of of like what's the current situation happening in the community and trying to tap into that. Oh, I can't wait for that stuff. It's so good. Is it weird that I'm more concerned about what I'm going to wear? <laughs> <laughs> On brand. <laughs> On brand. No, I don't mean that in like a vain no. sort of way, but like. Not at all. I'm like, do I wear sparkles or like, is that not okay in Balboa? You know, like. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Do I, do I go like burlesque side or do I go Lindy Hop side or like an in-between because I don't want to scare anybody away. Well, here's here's the thing. You, I feel like you said the same thing when, we, when you emceed Inspiration Weekend in 2020. That was the last Inspiration Weekend. And uh, I think you did great. I think you re- wrote the line very nicely. Like, I think it's not necessarily I'm going to show up like a dancer. I'm going to show up like someone that's meant to be on TV. <laughs> you know? And so, like, I want to look the best I, I, I feel, you know? Uh, yeah. We'll that's the way to feel about it. Yeah, it's it's funny because I don't like consider myself a Balboa dancer. Like yeah. I dance Balboa, I love yeah. Balboa, you know, but I don't consider myself like pigeonholed into that one area. So I'm like, what do Balboa dancers <laughs> wear? Do I have to dress like a Balboa dancer? But like, you know, I, I think just too much about it. And then I, of course, am messaging you and Andrea. Like, are we coordinating <laughs> outfits? Like, what are we? <laughs> Maybe I've we need to get like Adidas tracksuits with whistles. <laughs> That's what we'll do in the daytime. Yeah. With all the daytime I, stuff. I think we should with like our names on the back. I think you jokingly said this, but quite seriously meant this, that uh, you're going to spend more than you're making at Calvao. Oh, my God. <laughs> on like, just the outfits alone. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. But then we'll I see, see stuff and I'm we'll like, oh, that looks pretty for holding a microphone. But you know yeah. what, though? I think I think like this, like I think there's lots of um, 
good differences between a lot of the communities. Let's say, let's say just like the the four major ones that I can think off the top of my head that are more vintage um, focused. Mm-hmm. So like the Lindy Hop community, the Baboa community, mm-hmm. the newer uh, Collegiate Shag community, and uh, Blues. And I think all four communities have differences that make their community and their dance so. Um, great and, and and makes people want to go towards it or gravitate it towards it more than the others um but i think there is no need for division i, I don't think there's uh, any anything no, that can all. be gained by 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 um focusing only on the the things that separate us like i think it's really really good to be like hey we all like good music we mm. all like looking good we all like representing uh, where these dances came from and pushing them into the future, and we are trying our best. And I think that's why I'm super excited to go back to Calvao yeah. in, this, in, a, in a different sense because I used to be a part of the administration of it all. I was there the first one that's in right. Pasadena, uh, uh, way up until like the last one in 2019. Yeah, where you were in crutches. No, 2020, you were in crutches. I was on crutches. That's yeah. right. That was crazy. That was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I should not have gone. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were like there for like two hours. You're like, it's I'm like, ready I hate to go this so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited to go back there. Plus all the amazing music, plus all the people that I haven't seen in three or four years now. Yeah. I, I remember that was a 2019 cowbell and just dancing to the band in the corner and having yep. the best time. The music mm-hmm. is just so good. Yeah. You can't have bad dances. Like everything is so fun. Yeah. And yeah, 2020 was not great. Nope. It was yeah. ho- it was really hard to sit there on crutches and like really watch was. people dance and, and be miserable. And it was cold that weekend too. It was super yeah. cold. I so mean, it'll be yeah, it'll be fun to yeah. be back. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. And um, the last thing I want to add to this is like, I can't wait to be on a microphone again because definitely there dun was. Dun a, there was <laughs> <laughs> I love holding you. I love talking into you. Um, I was holding a microphone and I think I really love it. I really missed it. I really liked mm. it. Like there was a definitely a thing during the pandemic where I like maybe, uh, maybe my phone compiled a bunch of things of me on a microphone <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, that was really fun. Oh, that was really fun mm. too. Oh, that's really awesome. And I was like, damn. And I put it out in the universe. I was like, you know what? I'll be MC again. And that's when Cowball came. So thank you guys for giving me the Manifested chance. Manifested that. Manifested that shit. But that's <laughs> the first one. The next one after that is a, a brand newish. Uh, I think this might be the second burlesque year. festival. Yeah. So I don't know. This year, I just felt like I've never really been involved with the bigger or any um, national or even international burlesque festivals. I've done like a spattering of them yep. over the years. Um, but this year, I was like. All this cool stuff is happening. Like, I want to be a part of this. Like, this is the bigger part of the scene that I'm not really involved in. I do a lot locally. But there's this whole other world to the scene, and that's festivals, just like Lindy Hop events. Yep, exactly. But we call them festivals. And um, I applied to Teaser Fest, which is in New Orleans, which I'm really, really excited about. And it's uh, produced by El Dorado, who is an amazing, amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing performer. Uh, the first time I saw her perform, she did an act where she brought out a portable ice skating floor. <laughs> no joke. And did Fucking like oh a professional God. ice skating striptease at Beehoff, the Burlesque Hall of Fame Weekender. And I was just blown away. And ever since then, I've been a huge fan of her. Amazing. 
And then I got to work with her at uh, Theater Bazaar this year. And mm-hmm. she was like, you got to apply to, yeah, in Detroit, you need to apply to Teaser Fest. And I was like, what's Teaser Fest? <laughs> and I hadn't even really heard of it. So I came home and I applied and I was accepted. And, you know, it's it's such a, a funny thing. And it's something we talk about all the time that is something that's unique to the burlesque world is when you want to be a part of something, whether it's a local show or it's a festival or whatnot, you apply. You apply for the jobs that you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, events have, or festivals have submissions. And you submit various acts to the shows that they're producing. And sometimes the shows will have different themes. There might be like a classic theme or a fetish theme or, or the a whatever. Uh, innovators. Yeah, and you could, um, and some of them have competitions. So you could say, I'm just I'm happy, put me anywhere, which is what I usually <laughs> do. Like, if you think I belong in a competition, put me there. If you think I'm good for a showcase, put me there. Um, so anyway, I was accepted to perform in the opening show mm-hmm. on Thursday night of the event. And I'm really, really excited. It's going to be super fun. And we're going to get to go to New Orleans again, mm-hmm. which I haven't been back in a very long time. I can't remember the last time, honestly. And we've never been together. We've never been together. And I can't wait for the... Amazing music that's going to be all around us. Mm-hmm. Seeing old dance friends and seeing a bunch of new performer burlesque friends. Yep. It's going to be amazing. A lot of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm very excited for these for these shows. Like I've only been to a, a couple, maybe a handheld, uh, handheld, <laughs> a handful <laughs> of of uh, festivals or or kind of adjacent things. Mm-hmm. But like watching these shows is amazing. Like I'm just like overloaded with ideas and watching people just come on stage like El Dorado coming on stage with a with an ice rink. I didn't get to see it, but I can just imagine that. Like, oh my God. Like, I can't wait to see things that, that uh, just blow my mind on what people are uh, creating out there, especially in a different environment than my own kind of dance world is seeing this adjacent world of performer burlesque. Like, oh my God, yeah. it's the coolest shit. It's so exciting. It's yeah. so fun. Um, but on top of, you know, participating in that festival, we have some other fun stuff planned when we're in New Orleans. Should we say what, yeah. it, it, what it is? Go for it. Uh, we're going to record an episode of the podcast there. Our first remote one. Yeah, our first remote one this season. This season. I'm with Amy Johnson. Hey, if you don't know who Amy Johnson is, that's a very sad state in uh, the Looney Hop world because that woman changed everything. Um, we'll kind of leave it at that for now. Yeah. But you can go look her up on social media. She's pretty active, especially right now. Um, so go look her up. Go she look up YouTube stuff. She as just well. made a huge announcement. I think yesterday. I think it was like two days ago. Two days, yeah, a couple of days ago. She's bringing back ULHS, the Ultimate Lindy Hop Showdown. And if you don't know what that is, YouTube. Look that shit up. Yeah, go look it up. Go <laughs> follow them on Instagram because they're exactly. they're posting all just of memes. these really funny memes. <laughs> <laughs> that if you've been there, you know. You know. Yeah, exactly. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And I I think without kind of spoiling it and and just letting Amy talk about it in her own words, in her own kind of way. Uh, she definitely has a special place in my heart of like as a person, plus as an innovator in the modern Lindy Hop scene. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's more to come with that. Uh, moving forward from there, we have yeah. a very special birthday. Very special My event. birthday. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but. Wait, where are we going for your birthday? Where the fuck do you think we're going? For my birthday? <laughs> we're going to Las <laughs> Vegas, Nevada. And I'm hoping that we get too crazy <laughs> that I end up in a barrel on the bottom of Lake Mead. Oh, my God. No, on top of Lake Mead. I'm sorry. I'll be too oh, on I top. S- oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that a lot last podcast. We're not supposed to say that. 
Nazarene. Um, oh, my God? Yeah. Did Remember? We? Yeah, because people get upset if you say that. Someone t- came up to me and said that. I know. Still <laughs> now, we're going to Vegas, um, but it's not just us this time. <laughs> we have friends coming. Oh, we yeah. Friends. We have so many friends coming. My yeah. brother's going to come. My Claire's going to come. And my sister-in-law. And Brett Rachel. I think Lola and Eric. And All kinds of people. Maybe some Vegas performers. Vegas, and Vegas performers. Uh, gonna go. It'll be a good time. Oh, I can't wait to gamble again. I mean, I can't wait to drink again. I mean, I can't wait to go to a show <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, oh, your birthday's coming. I got to start planning stuff. And then I look at the calendar and he's already made reservations for everything. I'm like, well. I'm very self-sufficient. You planned your own <laughs> birthday, so. Be there. <laughs> Maybe I'll make an appearance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but that's just super fun because it's like, again, like we talked about it in the top of the show, uh, unintentionally, but we, that's our playground when we work super hard, like legitimately on our phones, uh, in the middle of the night, like still answering text messages, answering messages. It uh, never ends. It never ends. And I mean, I get that. Like I'm, I saw my mom go through that all my life with her small business. Um, but now like we get the chance to like, we work hard and we will play hard. And we'll go for it, and we'll die for a few days we'll afterwards. We'll have really good dinners. We'll have really good dinners, and watch really good shows. Yeah. Have fun with friends. That's drink, what it's about. Drink gallons and gallons of rum and whiskey. Uh, so stay tuned to our <laughs> socials for that one. That, that <laughs> new, the new uh, 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 four or 5,000 people get ready for some weird fucking stories. And then after that, we have a, a kind of different occurrence, which is the San Francisco gig. Yeah. Um, there's an amazing producer in LA named Donna Hood. Mm-hmm. Great and name. <laughs> yeah, she is, she produces an amazing show and amazing company called Tease Project. Oh, by the way, I keep saying amazing. He keeps saying amazing. Uh, if you ever wanted to play a drinking game during this podcast, drink every time we say amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> no one's going to want to play that game. Every time I listen to it, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God, we keep saying amazing. It's so annoying. I wasn't going to say anything, but you beat me out today. Shut <laughs> I know. I I hate myself for it. I keep hearing it and I can't stop. So what's fantastic about uh, Tease She's Productions? incredible. There you go. Uh, Donna Hood produces Tease Productions and she puts on these great shows in L.A. that are uh, big theatrical productions mm-hmm. with amazing chorus lines and um, costumes. Costumes that are just unbelievable. The whole thing is epic. The it, whole thing is amazing. It really is. And there's nothing like it that's happening in modern burlesque or you know it's something that you would see in the old movies yeah uh anyway she in, she invited us to come participate in this gig in san francisco with lizzie and the triggerman and we get to just dance on stage with the band which is something the best, that we love doing anyways the best kind of gig we just yeah. get to social dance but we get like costumed in hair and makeup and the, i love that so much because it never be happens awesome. it's gonna be so much fun to to do because exactly the things you said but also it, it's something really special, I think, when you go to a show and there's a live band and there's just an audience that are just ready to hear live music and just enjoy that night. And then all of a sudden, here comes some dancers with this high energy and they're like, whoa! And they kind of put the two together. They're like, oh, the live music with the, with the partner dancing that goes together and they could see the two pieces finally fit. And they're like, oh. and you could just see that spark and they're just like, wow, that's what I needed. That was that last little missing essence that, that is sometimes needed in these... Uh, production shows yeah and if you haven't ever heard lizzie and the triggerman they're a local la band featuring some of the best not amazing but fantastic musicians 
I mean, they're amazing too. Can't see. <laughs> it, oh. Cannot hear it. I need to like fix my vocabulary. <laughs> Keep drinking helps. <laughs> the sores. <laughs> I see sores. Um, to put them on the table. <laughs> and I can just look down and choose a different one each time. I want to say amazing. They are not amazing. They are vent. They're creative. <laughs> they're no, energetic. <laughs> uh, uh, best. Lizzie in and of herself is fantastic. She's such a show person in general, and and. Uh, her musicians are incredible. Yeah. And we get to hear them locally. And we had the privilege of performing with them at the mm-hmm. at amazing places in <laughs> in LA called like the Troubadour, the Wiltern, mm-hmm. uh, Clifton's. Historical I mean, LA Palm Springs. landmarks that, you know, we're so lucky to have, you know, been able to be a part of those productions. Yeah. So we're very much looking forward to this San Francisco gig because also it's in San Francisco and we get to go hang out <laughs> in a city we haven't been to together, which is going to be super great as well. Oh, since like 2008. Yeah, exactly. No. 2008? Maybe. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, 2008. Crazy. Ooh, that was forever ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're like different people now. Well, get it? We are. <laughs> and then after that, we may or may not have this thing. Uh, we'll tell you more later. We're super minor vague swing. right now called Minor Swing. Uh, we're still waiting to hear from a bunch of people, but we're looking to do it the second weekend of March. So keep your calendars. Just do a save the date. Saved for us. And you know us. We'll like blast Surprise! social media <laughs> <There you laughs> if go. it's happening. Exactly. Then after that is something that's uh, old but new. The Hollywood yeah. Burlesque Festival. Yeah. Again, I decided this year I was going to submit to stuff. Goddamn right. And I was accepted to everything so far. Th- except one I haven't heard from yet, which is the big one later. We'll mm-hmm. talk about later. But um Hollywood Burlesque Festival. Uh, it's under new ownership. It used to be run by Lily Von Stoop, mm-hmm. who is someone... Say that, say that fucking name one more time. Lily Von Stoop. Exactly. That's exactly what you heard. Because that, that one of my favorite things in life is A hearing... woes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One of her favorite things in life is Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. But one of my favorite things in life is hearing performers' names for like the first time or like ever or over and over again. Every time you say it, you say it so casually, and I'm like, whoa, say that name again. That's so good. <laughs> Such a people have the best names out they there. They really do. But anyway, and sorry. Anyway, Lily, Lily is the Lily the, oh, is the, like the the big the, the originator. Yes, she is. It, it she's the one who originally produced the festival, but mm. she's also like the godmother mother to many many LA burlesque performers. She had a on a show. On a show, and she a had sh- a show in LA called Monday Night Tees that was on for over ten years. At it three clubs, right? At three clubs, mm-hmm. yeah. It was a it was a big big deal for the scene, and she fostered so many performers into the scene. Anyway, she's passed this festival on to Misspent Youth. Mm-hmm. So Misspent Youth is you know from a different generation of burlesque, and so it's really interesting to see how she's gonna take this festival and run with it. And I submitted to it again, like put me where you want me. You know, yeah. whether it's competition or whatnot. And I'm in the category for competing for Miss Hollywood hey, Burlesque. Get it. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be screaming out loud. But I'm, I'm <gasps> the people in this category are incredible performers and people that I look up to and people that are friends. And it's really exciting to be in this category. And it's an act that's very me. It's big ass fans. Yep. And um, it's this act I call Goddess. It's gonna be so and, uh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm really excited to perform it. Not, I don't even care. The thing is, when I when I got into burlesque, I never considered competing. Mm-hmm. And like I've always, that's why I, when I enter these 
um, festivals, I'm kind of like, whatever, put me wherever. I never wanted to compete because I competed in my Lindy Hop life and I felt like this was like the fun thing and I, I didn't want to make it about that. And for people to put me in that position, then I'm like, okay. Well, you know what's that funny? Fun. You know what's funny is like the way you've just framed it right now, like triggered a thing because like that's how I felt about uh, a lot of my swing dancing in Lindy Hop for the very beginning. I was like, mm. no, it's just for fun. Like I don't want to compete. I don't want to teach. I don't want to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of like given an opportunity or like maybe like, oh, maybe I'll just try it. Okay, yeah. And you're like, that was exhilarating. <laughs> I must have more. Where's there more? Um, but I feel like with Hollywood Blast Festival. Um, for us, it was it was one of those things where we came down to a choice between Hollywood Blast Festival and a Lindy Hop event, yeah. and we were like we were like we played it back and forth, and I was like, you know what, like you're pushing forward this, and we can see the next six months of our lives like coming through. Mm-hmm. Like I want to support you with this, and I am so happy to see the local Southern California community, plus people have come coming in from all over to come experience it because I think. Um, uh, something that I- is going to like help it kind of move forward is just the the, n- the new um, uh, leadership will will kind of push it in this new direction that maybe not necessarily wasn't before, but like just new leadership always does. And I feel like they're going to really press that forward. And I think it's going to come out with new ideas and new people will be more inspired and maybe some really amazing acts get amazing <laughs> will come out from this because I, I can only imagine what the other performers feel and start imagining in the moment when they're watching something that like I know I do and, and they get the chance to actually go out and perform it. So it's going to be really cool to watch everybody perform there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Miss Bent Youth and her team yeah. does with this festival in general. I feel like, uh, I don't know, this this idea, this concept of Miss Hollywood Burlesque or the Hollywood Burlesque Festival or MX Hollywood Burlesque, however, mm. you, you know, people win it has the potential to be a really, really amazing festival. Um, yeah, she's a great producer and does yeah. a lot of shows locally that are really unique and interesting, and I think... It has pretty much a, a, a weekly or bi-weekly uh, a show at the El Cid. I'm not sure how often it is, maybe well monthly, but... Definitely definitely check out... They n- I, n- I know Miss Bent Youth has some show in one way or another at the El Cid, which is a great little venue, but it has so much character, and it's... Um, is that... Silver Lake? No. Uh, I think it's Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood proper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's amazing, uh, <laughs> what's great <laughs> about their shows is that <laughs> it's going to kill me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her husband is a musician and they do a lot of original music for the shows, which yeah. is something that's really, really unique yeah, for absolutely. the shows anywhere in the world. Like, uh, if you guys ever get a chance to watch the whole fucking show of uh, Marvelous Miss, M- Miss Maisel, uh, first off, second off, when you get to season three, I think it's season three or season four. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, spoilers: Miss Maisel is in a burlesque uh, show venue in New York, and it's really cool. They use a lot of actual burlesque performers, and they kind of push the production value, which made it looked amazing. Uh, they had a lot of representation. Well, some of some representation. I mean, we could always do better. Mm. Yeah, some. Mm. Yeah. No, I saw the casting call. Yeah. It was like white, no tattoos. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind then. But go watch it and because they, they really uh, capture the, the essence of what it used to be a long time ago in the theater with live music. And I think it's, I think it's really cool. It gives you just a, a view, not the best sure. view, not the perfect view, not the absolute view, but just a view of what that burlesque life it's was like, like a, a long time ago. into what could have been. Yeah. We'll say that. Yeah, I don't know how go. accurate it is because, oh. you know, there's a lot of... Um, 
POC performers right. who, you know, were paving the way mm -hmm. for all of us today. And, you know, that, that show definitely didn't represent that, but it did represent, you know, what it could have been in the big theaters back right. in the day. Yeah. Well, that's great, right. exactly. Uh, moving on from that, we have another big birthday. Who? Just this kidding. Chick, this <laughs> chick. This chick over here. No, but that's like all the way in April, so I don't want to talk about birthdays. No, no, we have to because it's, no. it's, we have to talk about your birthday. You know why? Why? Because it coincides with another festival. Yeah, but we don't <laughs> have to talk about my birthday. Like. No, no, no. It's not about the birthday itself. Yeah, it's about okay. the festival. Yeah. Viva. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> so, wait, this is, we're going back to Vegas. Yeah. This is the third time we <laughs> talked about Vegas in this podcast. <laughs> Don't have a problem, I swear. Uh, maybe a little one. <laughs> but yeah, I get to go back um, as an employee of yeah. Viva Las well, Vegas. What is Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas is the biggest rockabilly weekend in the world, I yeah. believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's these. Uh, incredible bands from all over the world and we've talked about this in the podcast before if you've listened with us um but i wish that more lindy hoppers would come to this event yeah. and i'm gonna put it's out there right fun. now if you're lindy hopper and you're listening to this please come to viva we really it's, need you it's so cool if you love live music in any form viva is the place for you because uh for all the lindy hoppers out there or all the performers out there Imagine that the main focus of for a lot of our festivals is a performance or a live, no, performance or dancing. Uh, at Viva, the main part is live music. Every 45 minutes to, you know, every hour, uh, there's a total of four or five rooms and they all change bands. So you'll get a brand new band every hour. And you just have to like room hop all the way around. And then one of my favorite parts of Viva is the midnight show that they have in the lobby mm -hmm. or in the, in the casino, excuse me, in the casino, yeah. the casino bar. And that one, they have uh, a new band every half hour. And that half hour sometimes is the craziest, raucous time because people will come to, to the whole festival to see that one band that plays that half hour and that place is packed. Oh my God. It's so, so cool. I've heard some amazing music that like I just haven't heard anywhere else other than like old records or like old school like Lindy Hop events. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best things of Viva that I can't wait to look forward to or can't wait to be at again is listening to all these bands dancing and just having a good time. It's just, it's just it just feels so readily open to like insert your good time here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. I get to participate in burlesque bingo. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bingo card on the, the, the floor. floor. It's like a catwalk, yeah. but it has the bingo numbers on it. So we perform on that catwalk and on a little stage. And then there's behind us, there's a giant bingo board. Mm -hmm. And so everybody in the audience has a bingo card or several bingo cards. And as we perform, we throw our stuff on the numbers. And if you're really loud and persuade us to... It, yeah. You know, <laughs> I need B63. <laughs> B63. <laughs> but it's really fun and interactive, and uh, I'm really excited to perform at Burlesque Mango. Again. That's going to be so much fun. And then they also have, was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago, you performed at the Viva, Miss Viva Las Vegas competition. Yeah, the competition. That was another festival and that I was accepted to. That was the first time your mom saw you. It was. Do the burlesque thing. It was. And she was so happy and so nervous because she sat right next to me as she did it. Nikki comes out. Excuse me. Moxie comes out. She was the first one of six. Oh, it was horrible five. to go first. Yeah. yeah. But you 
it was great. It was so amazing. Your mom didn't have to wait too long, and she's like holding on to me, <laughs> like this. And then as soon as you were done, she like turns over and was like, "I'm so glad she's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad she's good." I was like, "Ah, me too." Uh, and that was like the most heartwarming thing I've ever seen ever of mom being like oh she is good oh thank god oh yeah not worried about like what clothes were gonna come off or like what maybe uh, uh a wardrobe malfunction might happen no just are you good <laughs> <laughs> but are you good <laughs> yeah i'm so glad you were yeah. there to like coach her through what oh, was yeah. happening oh yeah she was great and then after that every performer afterwards like no no shade to anybody everybody's amazing in that contest but she was just like oh no no nikki was better Nikki, <laughs> no, oh, oh, Nikki was better. It was so funny. So I yeah, was like, that that's, was, that's true support, mom. Good job. That <laughs> was the first time my mom saw me perform burlesque. Mm -hmm. And it was so perfect to have, you know, we're from Vegas. Mm -hmm. My mom, you know, grew up in Vegas. And having her see me on a stage in Vegas, and it was just like, oh, it doesn't get it better. Like, it couldn't have been a better case. stage. And it was a big, beautiful stage. Mm -hmm. and uh, it's that that will go down as like one of the best memories of my life, oh. even though I was so incredibly nervous and it was a rough time in my life. And I. Uh, I was so stressed out, but I still had a great time and mm -hmm. that whole experience with her there and you there with her made it great. It was awesome. It was so much fun. So it'll be fun to go back. We went back this last April, too. And then this year we were like, I don't know. And then we realized it was on my birthday. And we're like, well, we fuck. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was hired. So it's eh, <laughs> happening. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a hell of a time. So if you're able to come out, come visit Please us. Please come with say, us. Say happy birthday to Nikki or Moxie, whoever she'll be. In April, April, not yeah, now. In April, in April, yeah. <laughs> not now. Be cool. Save Five it. months from now. I don't want to push this 41 <laughs> thing. I'm going to live out this 40 as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> dirty 40s <laughs> is that what it is yeah i thought it was dirty 30 uh, it's frisky 40 <laughs> <laughs> okay if you want to see the frisky 40s i don't know of this moxie gold into. over here then come on down to vegas because we'll be there pretty much every month yeah. um and then moving on we got two more hang in there everybody we're Maybe very let's excited let's just do one more no no let's do both of them. Okay. it's okay we got okay, plenty of time okay. we got plenty of time this next one I'm very excited for yes, because, because uh, of a, a, a lot more reasons. But um, being the main one is going back to what I still consider the biggest stage that we have in, in this, not the sense of scope, or sorry, not the sense of actual size, but like in the sense of scope of, of our world. Lindy Hop yeah. world scene is the International Lindy Hop Championships. And we're both got invited to be judges. So... Send your number. No, I'm not going to say I love. Uh, <laughs> judgy. So <laughs> judgy. judgy. So judgy. Uh, I was going to ask for bribes, but no, Don't do I'm that. not asking for bribes. It's illegal. It's illegal. Morally? Morally illegal. I think it's just illegal. This is illegal. <laughs> Well then, don't do that. <laughs> um, but we're very excited. I'm very excited to to head back there again. It's kind of like uh, manifesting these things. I feel like my role in the Lindy Hop scene has moved into a different area. It's never. It's not. Um, it's not what it was before, which is like always pushing for the next festival. Yeah. Always trying to be seen. Always trying to like uh, communicate and connect with people and work on stuff all the time. Which I. I, I, like we said earlier, I'm of two minds of like, I really do miss a lot of it. Like it was a really great time, but also it was a very hard time. But also I love where my life is right now. And I love fostering the, the next generations and, and, and uh, helping our local community grow um, through Atomic. But 
being at LHC is like a different animal. Like I hope that we're able to put something together for it for ourselves, right? In the same sense that we were saying before for yeah. for the for the festivals where like you're gonna put something together, you're gonna be really proud of it, but like you know, like I'm not going there necessarily to win. I really wanna do good for myself and I wanna put something together that I feel really confident and really um, uh, proud of and then put it out there for the world to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's first and foremost bef- beyond everything else. Like I remember uh, talking to um, when I was doing uh, Sentimental Mood with Joe Hofberg, uh, I remember having a conversation. We did like a rough draft version for just Kevin, Kevin mm-hmm. St. Laurent, mm-hmm. and I wanted his feedback. And the first thing he asked me was like, do you want to win with that? Like, do you, or not, you know, he didn't ask me with that. He's just like, do you want to win? And I was like, no. And he was super shocked. He's like, whoa, 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 all this stuff. And he, he gave me his, perc- his perception on it. And like, honestly, like I respect the guy. He's won a ton. And mm-hmm. Joe has won a ton, like independently and together. But I think what I came down to after he kind of like told me his piece, I was like, I totally understand that. But like, I'm not going there to, to take anybody's place. Like I'm in this kind of different invitational weirdness round of it all, which can seem very strange. But I'm going to use that so I can put something out there for the world to see and get judged not by these five to seven people, but be judged by the world because that's really intimidating to me. And I was like, I really want to go for that. I want to mm-hmm. put something that's very different and borderline, uh, uh, was it quotes, quote unquote, not Lindy Hop. Oh yeah. But I think, um, I, it holds a special place for me. Like, I feel like once you get to a point where like, it doesn't matter about the winning thing. It doesn't matter about like um, trying to get the next gig. It's just like what matters is what you create and put on that dance floor. And that is first and foremost. And I can't wait to be back there watching everybody. And I may not agree with everything I see out there, but God damn it, I'm going to be proud of the people who are performing mm-hmm. on that stage. And I can't wait to be up front, up in the front row watching all that. Yeah. It takes so much to put yourself out there and, and say something original and unique and mm-hmm. that is so you. And I don't just mean you, but I mean like the general yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Like to put yourself in that position where you're willing to put yourself out there. And I, I hate that we all put ourselves in these this box of what we think things need to be. Mm-hmm. And I love when people push that envelope and, you know, go to new places with it and yeah. I'm really excited to see you know after all this time we didn't go to ILHC last mm-hmm. year I have a general idea but I, I kind of purposefully didn't watch all this the stuff coming out of there just because no not like as like I don't want to see it yeah. I watched what came my way but yeah. I didn't go searching for it oh man so good last year was so the good. stuff that I saw was amazing but it wasn't like I don't need to go watch that to form where I think the scene should be you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I yeah, see our course. local scene and I see what's happening and I see where we are with our dancing and I'm, I'm excited to be there in this new capacity mm-hmm. where everybody has been through a lot. Everybody has changed. The dance has changed. The scene has changed. The trends have changed. Yeah. And I want to see with like fresh eyes where we are. Yeah. You know what's really good about that? Like I feel, I, I, I know that sentiment very well. I feel like I subscribe to it very, very often in my life where I'm like, I don't want to see the thing to see where everybody's at like i still want to be like kind of um i forget what the word is but like kind of just remove myself so i can have my own kind of image of it and see what's around me and be influenced by that but um i think one of the biggest (laughs) one of the biggest uh uh advices i ever got was in a uh, like 
clothing store at a mall where this this person uh, sales associate was helping me, and I was just like asking questions, and I just like looked up at a mannequin, and like I loved the outfit the mannequin was wearing. And I was like, is it weird that like I want that outfit? Like, is that really shitty of me? And the guy's like, honestly, can I tell you? And I was like, go for it. I thought he was going to tell me. He's like, no, that's horrible. Like, don't do ever do that. Don't ever go with it. <laughs> but instead, he said the complete opposite. And he's like, you know what? Someone created that. Someone went into bags and bags of clothing and put that together because they went to possibly school for that or they are super passionate about that and know what looks good, ap- appeasing to someone like yourself or somebody, anybody that loves those colors together, wants that outfit together, but never could do that on their own without somebody else like that being passionate or educated mm-hmm. enough to show that. And I'm like, oh, shit, like that's a great idea. And he's like, that's why trends happen. It's like people create them and then other people see them and then create their own thing based mm-hmm. off that. It may not be the exact same thing, but it may be pieces of it. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. and like I just saw like I've, I've always held that in my head. And I was like, I must have been, let's say, 18, 17, somewhere around there. Right. And hearing that and like affecting me almost 20 years later where I'm just like, oh, my God. Like that is was one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten because now I'm able to see everything in, in sort of that way. I'm I'm I want to go search it out. I want to see it, but not because I want to be like I need to be on the pulse of a of a Lindy Hop right. community. Yeah. No, it's more like I'm like I want to see what's cool and see how it affects me and see mm-hmm. where my trail goes goes off. Just like I was saying before for all the burlesque festivals we're going to mm-hmm. go to, like I can't wait to see that stuff because I can't wait to see my, where my mind mm-hmm. ends up imagining. Yeah. And like, that's why like last ILHC, I was like definitely waiting and I got to be a judge uh, for the virtual contest of ILHC last year. So I got to see a lot of versions mm-hmm. of that. I was like, holy shit, there's so much good shit out there. Yeah, I think for you, because you were already a part of the mm-hmm. judging process, you naturally saw yeah. a lot of the stuff that was being put out there. I mean, obviously, because you had <laughs> to, because <laughs> you're judging it. Naturally. But for me, I had to watch it like as it came through on social media yeah. or things that, you know, uh, I, don't, I made a point to watch yeah. in general because I heard about them. But just to sit there and watch all of the footage from all of last year when we were at a different event, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I feel like I was in a different place where I was like absorbing what was happening right. at the event that we were at. And uh, seeing how that compared to what was happening at this other event and, you know, compare, yeah. contrast, you know, it's really interesting how even though there was these two completely different events happening, how they were a lot of the stuff that came out, like it did coincide. And it yeah. did, you know, there were similarities and there were the same similar <coughs> trends. And um, I think it's really interesting. And, and I don't it's kind of the magic of the stance is mm-hmm. we all kind of end up. And it happens in burlesque too, but we all kind of end up on the same wavelength. Like based on our outside influences, we all get there, but in a different way. Yeah. I think it might be fun really uh, in like, uh, we did this once in uh, in the other podcast I did with Rachel where we watched something and then we kind of like commented as it happened. Mm. I would love to do that with you. No, no, no. Not in a bad way. Like, I don't like commentary. Okay. No, it's so much fun. Uh, it's so no. much fun. Because like, it, cause, like, we'll watch it and we'll put like a microphone next to it so that the audience can hear what we're hearing. And then the video will be like picture in picture. It's anyways, all these little things. Do you remember anyways. that when there was commentary at ILHC? Yeah, it was part of that. Yeah. All yeah. I'm going to say is, do you remember when there was commentary at ILHC? Yeah, it was super fun. I'm not going to say anything about it. Was it was super, super fun. Uh, it was fun for I think who? I, 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 you for got, you as a commentator? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. but think of it this way. Think of it this way. Um, that was meant to be commentary, not to be a live silent thing. Imagine watching like a sports event. Is it silent the whole time? No. 
Yeah. So I think it was it great. No, absolutely not. We were a bunch of amateurs doing it, right? But it was super fun. I think it added something at the time, and I, I think if uh, it had the chance to do it again, I would definitely jump at the chance to do it again, but more learned. Learned? <laughs> more learned. I have thoughts about this. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is after the fact, because like, <laughs> yeah. also, also like, I, I, will, I will say, like, it does de- detach you from watching I think the it actual artistry of it all. From exactly. Yeah. I think it distracts from what is happening. It takes away from the, the art and the magic of Lindy Totally. Hop. But in this case right here, it would be after the fact. It wouldn't be after live. After the so. fact, maybe. 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 Like, I might be willing, but I feel like we'd need to do it to, like, a super silly routine. Yeah, we could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Do something that's like obviously on a different plane and like we're not, I don't know. I I just, I hate I commentary like in general, even if it's like ice skating. I can't I feel like, it. yeah, well, that's the worst. That's <laughs> I hate that one. <laughs> I hate that one. But I feel like it's more of this idea if we have guided commentary in the sense of like, I, I we've done this like a long ass time ago. I haven't, I remember the last time I did it, but we watch a clip or an old clip mm-hmm. and only talk about the things that we really liked and that's it noticing that there's things we're just not going to talk about and that's okay you know because why focus on it like only focus on it if you're going to be like i liked when they did that because then it made me think i could do it like this or maybe better (laughs) (laughs) but that was a whole different thing that was more guided towards dancing than it is straight commentary anyways that was uh, a big tangent that little (laughs) side mark for you everybody (laughs) Hope you enjoyed that. That was a, a, a real life discussion that we always have, <laughs> <laughs> the back and forth. Um, the very last. Um, oh, 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 sorry. Yes. Oh, one thing. ILHC is in fucking New York City, which is <laughs> amazing. I'm going to say that with a capital amazing because of pizza. <laughs> That's why it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because of pizza. I love pizza so much. It was so good. It's so good. Even that 99 cent slice. So good. It is so good. And I yeah. do love it. Very, very much. Yeah. And we were thinking about like maybe staying like an extra day or two. We'll see that. If that oh, happens. for sure. That'll that happen. Way. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get pizza with us in New York, we know a place. Yeah. We know a couple places <laughs> with an ex uh, uh, middleweight boxing champ. Yeah. With posters like this on yeah. the wall. It's really uh, funny. So stay tuned, y'all. Uh, the very last thing we're going to talk about is the is month six is in June of 2023. We'll I be returning yeah, I, I to don't want to like okay it's the burlesque hall of fame weekend it's yeah. a big deal it's like the super bowl of burlesque like ilhc it is it's ilhc of yeah. burlesque and it's really really amazing and <laughs> drink <laughs> and <laughs> um i submitted this year which i'm gonna feel really shitty if i like didn't get in but no it's like the big one so yeah. if i don't get in it's fine i get it um i always you know, it's kind of like imposter syndrome. We all deal with it on some level. Um, for myself, that was the one festival. I'm like, I don't know if I have anything to contribute. You know, like nothing's good enough. And I just kind of went for it and I threw some stuff in there. And again, like, put me where you want me. I don't need to compete. Whatever you think I should do. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But either way, we're going again to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, it's in the Vegas. Time number, three, time number three. That's fine. It's better than last year. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. And it's it, it's like um, all of the most amazing performers from all over the world meet in this one location and perform on this amazing stage. And it's really, really cool. Just it's as an artist in general mm-hmm. and performance art in general, it's 
uh, one of the most amazing things I've been to. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. You can go back and check out. I think it's Burlesque and Bubbles yeah. <laughs> for our first season. We talk a lot about Behoff, but um, it's definitely worth checking out even as a, a spectator or a fan of this art form. It's really, really absolutely uh, otherworldly to walk into that uh, theater at the Orleans in Vegas and sit down for a six-hour show that is nonstop people getting naked. Plain out and simple. But after that, it only gets better. Like, that's like the base level. Like, you're going to go to a six-hour show where people are going to get naked. After that, it's like watching these amazing performers just put their heart and soul into a routine and really put it out there, just like we talked about with IHC, just like we talked about with pretty much everything. This is where, again, I go back to what we talked about at Cowbell. Like, we can all day talk about the things that separate us and things that make us uh, special. But, like, at the end of the day, we're all performers and we're all people that have come up creatives with that come up with things that are meant to be seen by the public and once they are they're no longer ours anymore once they're seen by everybody then it's 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 a whole different it takes on a life of its own but i think what's really important and, and it's something that you touch on you're like um you know you're you're not really pushing for winning or, or like getting in the festival like it's cool if you do and like put you put you wherever you where you need to right mm -hmm. but just imagine the day will come that you're like, I have the act that I want to create that's gonna happen. It's I'm I guarantee you it's gonna happen because you have too much of a competitive spirit to not let that happen. One day a thing is gonna come up in your head and you're gonna be like, I need this to be this, this, and this, and this, and then you're gonna grow it into this actuality, and it's gonna it'll happen there, or it'll happen at some festival, and like you'll you'll see it happen. Just like you told me earlier, you I manifested that stuff with like mm. MCing yeah. and going forward in, in the in Lindy Hop community. You're gonna manifest that for sure. It hasn't happened yet, but it will happen for sure. I can see it growing. Maybe. And maybe, <laughs> and maybe we'll go on stage together someday. Maybe. Maybe. I'm trying to convince him. She wants to be but he did. All right. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, you I'm see. not gonna stop you. <laughs> but we did uh, two muses ago in November. November, yeah. November. Mm -hmm. uh, she did an amazing piece to Stardust by Nat King Cole, the version by Nat King Cole. Such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece. And in the middle of it, she performed it. Uh, sorry, I'm speaking for you, but you That's performed okay. it at this uh, great little event in San Diego with our friend Lo Demur, who put it on for the USO. And you kind of like, started thinking about it and telling me about it. And I was like, oh, it's cool. That's really cool. And I, after the first performance, I was like, I saw there's a part that like maybe we I could dance with you and you turn to me like really <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yeah and a whole ride back from San Diego up we were like talking about the possibilities of making it happen for Muse and I was like let's do it let's just do it so you glittered me up and I joined you on stage for a little little swaying back and forth a little dippity here a little dippity mm -hmm. there and then cute. and then the fans covered you and then I took that robe off of you and our dishwasher's done <laughs> 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 and. Uh, now the possibility has happened that maybe we can make that different, make yeah, that more. Yeah, it's, well, being on the Muse stage, uh, it was great to have Mikey up there, but the, the stage is so small and so limited that we're, we can only do this, like, very small back yeah. and forth <laughs> motion, and the way that we typically slow dance together, it's, like, big circles and mm -hmm. moves a ton, which would be great on a big, big stage with a lot of movement, and uh, it would be really fun. To put something together that, you know, is kind of tears-esque, but this in this, and tears is an old routine of ours, but in this 
newer, mature, different version of us. So <laughs> I think it could be really fun. This dating version of us. What? What? You said it first, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But we're very excited for these first six months of 2023 with so many different events that we're going to. Yes, we have a little bit of FOMO of not going to Lindy Focus this year, but we're going to make it up in the first six months of next year. And then some. Yeah. And then some. And there's going to be more. And we're always pushing ourselves forward. I know with our whole relationship in the past 19 years, which I just thought about it this, this month, this 19 years. Crazy. We're so old. I know. Exactly. 19 years, we've pushed each other to levels that maybe we weren't able to before. And I am super happy to see what we do next and see what happens in the next year alone, let mm -hmm. alone the next couple years. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So that being said, our closing question of the day is, do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, definitely not. I feel like I'm going to tip in nice and quiet, tiptoe. I don't want to <laughs> disrupt anything on the way in. Sounds all right. We're just going to see how it plays out. I don't want any of this New Year, <laughs> new me, new not, none of that. <laughs> I just want to like swoop in and let it happen naturally. I have, uh, I have two. Okay. I have two New Year's resolutions. Which are? One, I need to make to the fucking gym more. I think I'm going to go running more. That's what needs to happen. Mm. Just like, ugh, I just feel like such a slug. Apparently like, walking like. is the thing. No, that's just, that's just TikTok. Like incline this walking. Is, this is TikTok. It's like all the rage. But on all the read up on it. Stuff. Read up on oh. it. There's always a back and forth. There's always a back yeah, and forth with all that shit. Anyways, but definitely running. Maybe not as hard as I used to, but definitely more consistent. Like definitely need to mm -hmm. get off my butt. What's the second? The second thing is to go along with that is to um, just create more with you and more dancing stuff. And it's it's more all encompassing. I, I said more creative, more create as opposed to just more dancing, mm. because like this new thing with Behoff could be really amazing, and I'm look very much looking forward to it. But in the same sense, that means. We get to practice and we get to yeah. like just dance together mm. in this like what I hear is a great ballroom called Atomic Ballroom. Yeah. Very much open in the daytime in the mornings. Pretty <laughs> great. And uh, I, I I want more of that. That's my New Year's resolution. Putting it out there so I can like really attach it, really connect to it. I'm okay with where my life is right now because it's moving in a way that is like, for lack of a better term, amazing. Uh, but definitely there there is that that part of me that I'm like okay. I still need to remember, I still want to dance. I still want to be that creative. I still want to be that performer, you know? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm putting it out there for the New Year's to res resolve. <laughs> right? Resolution? Resolve. Resolution, yeah. Right? Resolve. I, I think that <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to think of resolutions because it's so easy to break. Oh, yeah, so totally. So easy to like, I'm going to, this is my New Year's resolution. And then it, it, you know, you don't do it and then you feel shitty. Like, I yeah. broke my resolution. But I don't like that in general. I, right. li I like the idea of, of thinking about, like, we say this all the time, but manifesting what we want for the future. Mm -hmm. I think I want to work smarter, not harder. Right. I think if that was like a thing to 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 put out into the universe is that we work so hard all of the time. Mm -hmm. And we, we say we, you know, we work hard, we play hard and all that. But it's still like it's that grind. It's that hustle. It's that struggle all the time. And I've said this a couple times on the podcast in the past, but it's so real that I want to find myself in a place where I'm. Again, working smarter, doing things that are progressing forward but aren't draining me and mm -hmm. aren't, aren't um, making me feel like I'm I'm spinning wheels and not getting anywhere. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's a really good place to go. Like I, th I think with all things that we should be doing, it's not necessarily we need to be working harder. I know at some point 
our bodies are just can't, can't take it anymore. We can't like dance super fast. But like, I yes, still think we it can. I, at some point, I said, not now. Okay. I was like, I was but like, now we, can we still, still do can. It. Yeah. Well, that other day we did um, that same uh, uh, USO event. We did Keep on Jumping, which I had never clocked in with beats per minute and it's like i was like oh shit it's 250 beats per minute <laughs> no wonder i'm like panting like a like a sad little donkey like <laughs> 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 but that that i mean that alone like doing that and that was yeah. like three two months ago two months ago mm-hmm. it was two months ago and i was like oh shit we could still do it mm-hmm. and then like every time we do something like that i'm always like okay now what's the next one what's another fast song that we can like do 45 seconds to a minute of routine and just call it a day mm-hmm. like that's super fun to me like not doing these two three minute songs anymore it's like can i do 30 to f- 30 seconds to a minute of creation like oh that's like life for me yeah let's do it let's do it i'm ready let's do it cheers Cheer- uh, cheers to the little bit you have left a little sippy sip water little sippity sip of water and with that we say thank you guys so much for watching you can always catch our podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play Store, and anywhere else. Um, you can catch this video on YouTube. Visit our links. Come see Muse if you're in Orange County. If you're not in Orange County, take a plane, not through Buffalo, but through like other places that are warmer, and then get to California, and then go to Muse. And then if you're a dancer, come to a town ballroom, because that's where we dance as well. Yeah. I know. I, really, I just really wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was just sounded really funny in my head. Um, but... Yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you later. And bye. Bye. (laughs) Kissed you right in the cheek. Now I'm going to kiss you in the mouth.